Do you want to start a podcast, but you're worried you'll sound like the podcast bros perpetuating nonsense? Or you're worried that the market is too saturated? Worry not. I have a tutorial for you that will show you all of the steps to curating a professional show that's bound to give your listeners an outstanding experience. Throughout this seven or so episode series, I'll show you the steps I took to create my podcast and the things I've learned that have helped me remain consistent and interested in the topics I'm speaking about. Hello and welcome back to our How to Start a Podcast tutorial. Now that you've watched my most recent video within this tutorial, you already know about the preliminary processes and materials to start your podcast. Now we're going to discuss the contents of your podcast. Our discussion will be guided by the subtopics of picking your subtopics, content pillars, episode structure, research, being yourself, and breaking down your information. We have an entire episode dedicated to the scripting process of your podcast. That's coming out next week. For now, we're discussing the contents and structure of your podcast. Now for picking your subtopics. You're going to want to choose a topic that you can speak about endlessly from multiple angles. Although this sounds extremely obvious, it's my theory that this is where most people go wrong when starting a podcast and end up giving up because they run out of things to say. This can happen for two reasons. Either they're not actively researching and keeping up with the shifts in the culture around their topic, and that means that they're keeping themselves pigeonholed within their topic, or they're far too broad within their topic and it's difficult to connect your episodes, which makes it difficult for your audience to follow along. What's helped me stay consistent has actually been picking two very specific and semi-related topics that I can dive deeper into individually and constantly relate back to each other. The topics I chose to talk about on my podcast are the superpowers and setbacks of self-sabotage within entrepreneurship and also sustainable creativity. This means I can create episodes about self-sabotage from a lens of self-acceptance while discussing the hard realities with a positive spin. I can also discuss how self-sabotage is related to sustainable creativity by limiting us from achieving our potential. And lastly, I can discuss how we can cultivate creativity by playing even harder than we work. That's three different angles that are interesting to me, they're broad enough that I'll have lots to say in the long term, and they're related to each other enough that I can cross-reference my themes. There are so many angles I can take with what's essentially three different topics that I've boiled out of creativity and entrepreneurship. You can also take the approach of picking one main topic and cover every single angle, perception, and perspective. It's also important to create boundaries with yourself. My show is about these topics, not my gossip or my politics. A really good podcast has a balance between sharing your personal vulnerability and experiences with a clear moral to the story and your claims are backed with rational evidence with actionable steps for others to learn a lesson from you. There is no gatekeeping on a podcast. On a side note, if you have a business, you can gatekeep some. We don't want to give out so much information that you can't eventually make money, but keep value in mind when you're creating content. If you start your episode by saying you're going to help somebody solve a problem, you best believe you need to be helping somebody solve that problem. I find it a little unethical to start your episode by saying, follow along with this whole 20-minute episode so that I can help you solve this problem. But at the end, I'm going to pitch to you to actually sell you the proper solution that means you're going to have to buy from me in the end, and I just wasted all of your time. We don't want to waste people's time. We want them to feel engaged and valued and that you are actually providing them with some type of information with your show that keeps them listening in the long term. As for your content pillars, content pillars can be a useful way to organize your podcast and give your audience a clear sense of what to expect. Content pillars are broad subtopics within your topic that you can consistently reference. 
To do this, identify the main themes or areas of conversation that you want to focus on and create content around those pillars. To use myself as an example, my two big topics are creativity and entrepreneurship. My content pillars can include topics around the housekeeping aspects of entrepreneurship. It can also take more of the conceptual approach to starting a business like the personal growth and creative development involved with becoming an entrepreneur. A pillar for creativity could be discussion pieces about cultivating inspiration, and another pillar could be sustainable creative practices for artists and entrepreneurs. My two main topics of entrepreneurship and creativity are very broad, and I get slightly more specific with my content pillars of the technical and conceptual aspects to both. You can choose one main topic to speak about and develop more angles you can take with it, but I will caution you not to choose too many big topics to talk about since your audience might get a little lost in the sauce. For example, perhaps you own a business and you want to be known as the business savvy, knows a lot about nurturing a schedule girl, that's golden. You also know a lot about human psychology, and you want to be known as the why we buy stuff girl. That's platinum. And you have a ton to say about worms, and you want to be known as the nature nerd girl. That's where your audience gets a little confused. If you have so much to say that you can't narrow down to one or two big themes, maybe you can start more than one show. But for the sake of your audience, you want to keep it narrow and expand and contract between broad and specific topics to keep your subject matters organized and your audience engaged. A friendly interruption, I adjusted the schedule for this tutorial. Typically, these episodes will be released bi-weekly, but last month I had some personal matters I wanted to talk about, so I'm doubling up on this tutorial for this week and next week. After I catch up, we will resume a bi-weekly schedule intermittent with my regular show, and this is a good time to remind you to like and subscribe, and thank you for being with me. Moving on to talk about research. You'll want to create a podcast that's accurate. This means you're speaking on research topics and speaking to your personal opinions and beliefs on any particular matter, but you are not intentionally spreading misinformation or speaking to things you don't mean and hoping people catch on to your context clues. Be transparent if you're paraphrasing someone else's work or not completely certain of the fact you're about to share. If you're more a generalist than a specialist, using words like I think, I believe, and in my opinion are good ways to ensure people don't take you too seriously word for word, which allows your audience to absorb the deeper message behind the context rather than carrying your opinions with them as facts. If you're a specialist, avoid using words like I think and I believe when you're speaking about facts. If you're going to start anything online, like a podcast, a business, a brand, anything, you're going to want to learn how to keep up with the times. This means you're practicing social listening and conscious consumption. Be aware of the type of content you listen to so that you can see what people are looking for from you and how the industry shifts. Take a look at your competition to see how you can stand out. Also take a look at the other types of content your audience engages with. Now I know in our last tutorial, I told you not to over-research and practice the get in and get out method. This is still true. There's a particular practice for research to take in bits of information on a reasonable and regular basis for intention of sparking information not to fill your brain with so much of what other people say that you lose touch with what you have to say, so that you don't lose touch with your own inspiration. The level of research you do really depends on the subject matter you're speaking on. If you're hosting the type of podcast that discusses nature, you're going to want to research a lot of scientific information. If you're talking about history, you're going to want to research historical facts. 
If you're more life experience based, the research you do will be much more internal since you'll want to continue to grow through your experiences and then share those experiences effectively. You'll want to consistently investigate the words that you say to ensure that you're speaking about your experiences from a position of growth and a light place in your heart. For me, I make sure to update my knowledge around self-sabotage and creativity by actively developing within my creative endeavors, both professionally and otherwise, and also actively developing within myself. A specific trend that I've seen shift over even the past two or three years is back in the day when we had, you know, schmovid. <laughs> A lot of people were looking inwards at their self-sabotage mechanisms, and it was very commonplace to talk about your self-sabotage, to grow, to develop, and it was just very normal. These days, I'm noticing a really big shift towards self-acceptance. People don't want to grow anymore because a lot of the growth that is perpetuated online happens in the brain. It's all thinking. It's not actually healing the heart within, which in my opinion, a lot of self-sabotage comes from a broken heart. I also consume many of the words of philosophers, experts, people with letters on their name, and I listen to someone else's YouTube and podcasts once or twice a week. I usually watch nature shows like Casual Geographic or Lindsay Nicole, or industry-related like Katie Steckley. Not every day, and not never. Just when I feel the call for that type of inspiration, and believe me, listening to shows that are different than the subject matter you choose can still inspire you but the inspiration comes more from a structure of the episode rather than the episode contents itself. Now for being yourself. Be your complete, absolute, unapologetic self. Authenticity is key when it comes to anything and especially to podcasting. Your listeners want to hear from the real you, not some overly curated version of yourself. Share your experiences, opinions, and perspectives without holding back. Don't take yourself too seriously and feel brave enough to show vulnerability and share personal stories that your listeners can relate to. This is supposed to be fun. If the idea of brainstorming, writing scripts, recording and editing and adhering to a schedule does not tickle your fancy, you may want to consider if starting a podcast is the right platform for you. But also keep in mind if all of these things don't sound fun but they do sound doable and you have the bubbling feeling inside of you that you're meant to share stories with people, then remember, if you can just get started and make it to a place where you can monetize, you may get to a place where you can outsource the aspects that don't make your heart sing. As the storyteller, you can write the scripts and record them, and then you can pay other people to edit, create the marketing media, and schedule out your show. You don't have to be perfect at it, but you have to want to try. I'd recommend giving yourself a fair shot, like 50 episodes, regardless of how long it takes you to get there, even if you haven't seen growth in that time. If you haven't figured out your process within 50 episodes, perhaps a different platform to share your stories would work better for you. Another bonus to starting a podcast, if you're not sure about sticking to a schedule, you can create your show with seasons, meaning you release a determined number of episodes, go on a break, and come back with season two. You do have to be consistent to maintain engagement, but you don't have to be as consistent as you do with social media channels since the content you create tends to grow over a longer period of time. Your social posts can live and die within a day or two, whereas podcasts and YouTubes tend to last a lot longer, averaging around four months, and they can even grow over years. And now for our final and longest section of this topic, how to break down your information. Now, this subtopic is actually broken down into sub-subtopics. We're going to be talking about controversy, how-tos and examples, lifestyle, leading by example, scripting, and flow. So to start us off with controversy. First, controversy sells. 
This is true. However, make sure you approach these topics with sensitivity and thoughtfulness and use your judgment before addressing any potential criticisms or backlash. Also keep in mind, if you're using controversy to sell your podcast, you will likely get criticism and backlash, but you'll also get people who support your cause as well. We can look at controversy in a scandalous light if we want, but I like to look at it more as taboo information, which creates emotional charge from your audience. Taboo information is just information that people are not always likely to talk about in a social setting. Controversy online is really just having an opinion. I find most people engage with those who have opinions, even if they disagree with you. While you don't want to intentionally cause harm or perpetuate harmful ideas, controversial topics tend to get people talking and can help you grow your audience. And now for how-tos and examples. Many people turn to podcasts to learn something new or gain insights from experts in a particular field. Consider incorporating how-tos and examples into your podcast content to provide actionable value to your listeners. This could include sharing your own tips and tricks, interviewing guests with expertise in a particular area, or providing step-by-step guides on a specific topic. Since we don't have the same visual aid in podcasting as we do in video, you may want to structure these in a conversational way, as opposed to an ABC list with bullet form titles as the longer the list, the more difficult it is to sound human while reading it. Play with this though, what works for me may look different than what works for you, and if I'm honest, there are times where having a punchy little list does add emphasis to my point, but keep in mind what context you're using them in. Now for lifestyle and leading by example. Podcasts are a great way to showcase your lifestyle and provide inspiration for your listeners. A lifestyle element to your episode can either be sharing your personal journey towards living a healthier, happier, more fulfilling life, or it can be more technical, like sharing where you're at with the progress of hosting a podcast. You can also interview guests who have achieved success in their own personal or professional lives and share their lifestyle stories with your listeners. And by leading by example, you can motivate your listeners to make positive changes in their own lives. And now for scripting. As mentioned, our next episode is going to go real deep into scripting, but I wanted to talk about it a bit. (laughs) There's a lot more going, and I really hope you can hear it because I'm almost done. Whether you're scripting your podcast or not, it's important to have talking points or an outline to guide your conversation. This can help you stay focused and ensure that you cover all of the important points you want to make. Try to identify the main themes or topics you want to cover in your episode and break them down into specific subtopics or talking points that you can discuss in more detail. For example, when I'm doing a solo episode, I script almost word for word of what I want to say, but when I'm hosting an interview, I brainstorm a main topic, subtopics, and potential questions we can ask each other. And now for flow. Finally, the last aspect to consider in the structure of your episode or how you break down your information is the flow within your content. You're, in essence, writing a spicy and conversational essay about a particular topic, and you'll structure your information similarly. You'll want to start with a broad topic or question, get more narrow as you move through your episode, and open it back up by finishing with a broad question to keep people thinking. You'll want to create flow within your episode as well as within episodes throughout a season. Now, as this episode comes to a close, I leave you with these takeaways. We discussed your topics, your content pillars, episode structure, knowing your facts, being yourself, and how to break down your information within your episodes. You don't have to have it all figured out now, however, these are all things I wish I had figured out before I even started recording. Now that you have all that information swimming around in your head, stay tuned and be sure to hit that subscribe button because next week we'll be discussing the scripting process.
Also be sure to check out my most recent video on my typical show about what's to come with my podcast and where I'm at in terms of my own creative and entrepreneurial development. Thank you so much for being here with me and I'll catch you in my conclusion. Pause for the sillies. Or or any or even in an or in an in an even more um, in an even in an in an even more general in an even more general sense. Anyway, thank you so much for being here with me. If you haven't already, now is your chance to subscribe to my channel. On a weekly basis, we talk about the superpowers and setbacks of perceived flaws to develop self-acceptance. We also discuss cultivating creativity with sustainable work-life balance. And now we talk about podcasting. Check out the links in my description for all the ways that I can help you. And thanks again for being here. Cheers for now.